I'm going to ask Walter Balf uh, to join us up on stage now, who's going to talk, Walter Balf from QQI, who's going to discuss, um, uh, the, uh, reference the uh, QQI guidelines on online um, delivery, which um, Mark is taking responsibility for. Thank you, Walter. Thanks, Tony. Um, thanks to everybody, all the previous speakers, I think. There is a sort of confluence to what has been said to what we want to do or what I want to talk about this morning, which is a project that QQI is engaged in to develop and disseminate statutory QA guidelines for blended and online learning. We are a, a qualifications and quality assurance agency. So both of those elements of our name are really important to us and we think to the sector generally. Um, so we are going to be publishing early next year QA guidelines for all providers, further and higher, to help those providers put in place good quality assurance of those programs which use blended and or online, fully online um, technologies and approaches to teaching and learning. It's not, a, it's not an easy task and it emerges from what is probably a, a, a mandatory thing to mention at all inputs now is, is the pandemic. No talk gets away without mentioning COVID or the pandemic, but it has been a watershed for education and training generally, I think. As has been pointed out, trends that were already happening were accelerated rapidly during the pandemic or during COVID when education and training had to pivot from traditional contexts and methodologies to blended and online. So that was, that was an opportunity to learn. Much of that transition was imposed or forced and not always managed in the best way, but things continued. And as Porig says, the, the research we did showed that things continued and learning and learners did not suffer unduly. But much was learned and we want to now capture what was learned and build on that and establish and capture guidance for providers as to what should be done if this is to be a permanent mode or modality that they use for their programs and for their learners. So it is an opportunity and there's no going back. There's opportunities for learners and there's opportunities for providers. And it's not just, um, it's not just a response. It's, it's an opportunity to innovate and do things differently and better. So what we want to do is try and capture that. How, how do you do that? How do you make it good? Dr. Doyle this morning talked about good and bad. And what we want to do is try and capture what is good and what needs to be there to make it good. So we're using this opportunity and I think even this, this pause period after the emergency has been good. Like people have sort of taken a breath and reflected and seen, well now, what, 
What are we going to carry forward? What did we learn? What did we do well? And what was not so good that we don't want to do again? So we want to look at, again, that the QA of those QA guidelines, the two words, the quality. What would constitute quality? What is good about the way we deliver or the way we facilitate blended and online learning? And what's not good? So it's an opportunity for us collectively to try and distill that out, what would be good quality? And also to reflect on the second letter of QA, assurance. Assurance is, it's a, it's a strange word. It's, to me, it's, it's an active verb. It's what we have to do to assure. It's, it's an active set of approaches and ways and checks to see, are we achieving good? So these guidelines will be for all providers. They'll be statutory and will apply further and higher, public and private. And what we want to do in QQI is capture national and international best practice around this area. Capture it, get it down, and then disseminate it so that it's there as a resource for all providers. And we have engaged expertise to do that. And that's where Professor Brown and his colleagues in the National Institute of Digital Learning in DCU have been contracted by QQI to develop these guidelines in consultation with the sector. And in using research of international and national best practice. And we've already seen some of the work that's already going on, which we would like to capture and leverage and build on. We've had recently some listening sessions online for stakeholders, primarily providers and other experts with an interest in this area and with, with a voice and ideas. So that will continue in various forms and we will be producing in the new year draft guidelines for consultation. But even, even as of now, um, one thing that I really noticed last week was a desire for, for some clarity and definition. Even, even in the last few speakers, we can see that the, the level of change and the rapidity of development in this area. And there is a need to try and get some fixed points, even a common language, common set of terminology, which is understood in Ireland. And that will be one of the main contributors or contributions of these guidelines is for a period anyway, some fixed points and some clarity around what providers can and should do to try and assure quality. So on our consultation page on the QQI website, there's an opportunity for, for you and anyone else to, to contribute your views as to what is quality. And we've asked you to contribute under three headings. One is organizational. As a, as a provider, at an organizational level, what is important 
to have in your quality assurance system if you're electing to offer programs blended and online. At a program level, what, is, what do you need to do in program design, in delivery, in assessment, and all of those issues we heard about earlier? What do you need to do to make that process, the program level process? That's where it, it hits the ground. What will make a good program? and what will maintain a good program. And lastly, it is about what this enables learners to do. There's fantastic opportunities for learners to deal with some of the, the limitations and structures or restrictions that we now have in our society. There's great opportunities here. But what are the things that we need to do to ensure that the learner experience is still good? Like there are issues about fully remote, if you want to use that word, and I'm, I'm cautious about using any, but if you want to use that phrase, what are the things that learned, the learner experience is impacted on if we go that route? Does it suit every learner? How would you know which learner? And so on. So these are the things we need your views on. We need contributions. Professor Brown and his colleagues will gather, distill, and then disseminate. And we hope that this is a valuable contribution to the whole sector. Thank you.